Everyone, good evening. Um, good evening to everyone. So, we're going to start this episode by informing you that Victor Osimhen is ranked as the eighth best player in the world. That's very huge for a Nigerian. Um, so that's where we'll start from. In today's episode, we'll talk about the Ballon d'Or. Um, I think um, the top 30 names have been released. Not officially, though. I think it's been a leak. But um, everything has corresponded to the leak. So, yeah. Um, that's to talk about. And then, of course, um, everyone here is a United fan. So um, something we'll also discuss is the Manchester Derby. Um, that results and talk about the issues around United, including the manager. So, um, stay tuned and um, good evening, Precious. Yeah, good evening, Chinedu. Good evening, everyone. Okay. Um, uh, we have a guest today. Otto! Good evening, Chinedu. <laughs> good evening. Uh, it's nice to be with you guys. It's really, really nice. Uh, I've been wanting to speak here for a while, but I'm really happy it's today. Though the circumstances I'm here is not a good one, but um, I can't wait to get started. Okay, okay. So let's get let's get started right from uh, now. I I don't think they've not they've not done the um, Ballon d'Or officially, so I think we should get there from Manchester United. Um, First of all, um, talk about the Manchester Derby. Then we'll talk about this season as a whole, how the season has been. And then we'll talk about whether or not they should change managers. There's also a report, I think, um, a report has been published this evening. I saw a report this evening that um, Jim Ratcliffe, when he comes in, will not consider um, sacking Eric Ten Hag. I think we've, I've also talked to Precious about this. I don't know if it's been on the podcast or on um, our WhatsApp calls, but we've talked about how that um, Ten Hag should not have a veto say over transfers. Ten Hag said it's 50-50, but I don't think that should be the case. At Ajax, um, Ajax has a philosophy and they buy players based on that philosophy. And they has come in and you know what to do. But at United, Ten Hag just has a lot of control over transfers, so we'll talk about that. And let's just start from the Manchester Derby. <laughs> and I'll start from Otto. What are your thoughts about that Derby? Like, I for the Derby, I was so sure that we were going to lose it. I told everyone that we were going to lose it. Anyway, people did not want to listen to me. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that game? Okay. Our okay. season as a whole. Okay. Can you hear me? I, I think I'm clear, right? Like, yeah. I'm clear on the air, right? Okay. Um, when I, I slept off by... One yesterday because I wanted to watch this match. I timed myself and I woke up by 4:15. When I saw that line, I was disgusted. <laughs> see, see, yeah, see, see, it's a derby, form does not matter. I, I say this in every time under OGS, we could lose to Aston Villa, we could lose to Derby County, but the next match, the city will pipe them. It's a derby, it's at Old Trafford. It's for Sabobi. Come on. Come on, ATS. Come on. I don't care if you're Dutch, but more. some things are like some things are more important. Okay, look at the lineup. He said it's for tactics. You've not had your strongest SI since this season started. Yes, we've not played our strongest SI since this season started. That's why I don't want to blame ETH. Yeah. We've not played our strongest SI since this season started. The times when um, the injured players were available, we didn't have a striker up front. We had to like play Rashford as the nine and then other other Kidiko Kidiko. So we've not had our strongest SI this season. But then you had the opportunity to almost have a very strong SI. Because that way you just did yesterday, you overthink. You, you, you played Lindelof at the left back. They started 35-year-old Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans, his last Manchester debut, he got sent off in Why Always Me. I don't know if if any of you remember. His last Manchester debut, he got sent off. Yeah, I know. Well, he shouldn't have started that game. He shouldn't have. Okay. Then, you played without the right winger. You took your best creative outlet. You took him out from the midfield and played him at the the wing. Why? You've been doing this since you started, and it's not been working. You've been doing this acid test in this season started and it's not been working. Why are you still experimenting in a Manchester debut? Why? 
Why? Okay. There's something that Ten Hag has been doing recently that I don't like. His in-game management. Ten Hag's substitution most of the times are very questionable. Very, very questionable. 62 minutes, you are losing 1-0. You take out your striker and bring in um, a midfielder. Then, um, 75 minutes, you are losing 2-0. You take out your midfielder, you bring in strikers. Whoa, whoa, I don't understand. What are you doing? I, 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 like, this just feels like this was like towards the end of Ole's career at Man United. It's just giving off that vibe. Like, I just hope it's not the end. Because all these things, all these things they are saying, um, his job is safe, his job is safe. Omar, it's not looking safe. You can't keep playing like this. You can't keep playing like this. You sign Mount for 55 million euros and you can't fit him into your exile. I don't understand what's happening. What's happening? Omar, a lot of things made me angry yesterday. And... No, no, ma. A lot of things made me angry yesterday. Like, plenty of things. And it's, it's really, really disheartening. I love this team so much. Like, and watching them play like this is really, really painful. It's too painful. We, should, we deserve better. This is in as a whole now. The only match we've played well is that Crystal Palace match. The Carabao Cup. Mm-hmm. That's the only match we have played well. Okay, now, quick question here. Let me ask you. If you were the owner of the club, would you sack Ten Hag? That's number one. No, number two, no. who would you employ to replace Ten Hag if you sack him? Okay, yes. I mean, I'm seeing ETH out, ETH out, ETH out. But um, it does not it does not matter. Like actually it does not matter. We Ten Hag now is the man for the job. We know he can do it. We know he can lead this club. He did it last season. But I feel like Ten Hag is doing too much. He has a lot of responsibilities. Which are, is not supposed to be so. Look at Pep Guardiola. What did he say yesterday? He said, "Me, the CEO, and the director of football are in the same direction." Now, they Hag in this team is the CEO, is the DOF. Like he's answering questions on things that he's never meant to be answering. There are lots of off-field distractions and everything. So I won't sack Ten Hag. But what I would always do is tell him to go back to the basics. He's overdoing things. You have a style of play last season that worked for you. Just stick to it for now until the off-field crisis are sorted. Because if you want to play position-based football, like that's a principle, you can't play with the players you have now. This current crop of players cannot play position-based football. I'm not sure anybody now. I'm not sure anybody in our midfield can hold the ball. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody in our midfield can. Apart from Ericsson that has tired legs, I'm not sure we have a good ball runner. I'm not I'm sure. Bad, can I I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I'm not. He only showed a job until he was subbed off. Thank you. Like in-game management. In-game management. I, I think, I think there was logic towards Amrabat subbing off because he was on the yellow card, and Casemiro is. Not it a doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. One DM. If he gets, who you play as your DM in the next match? One DM. In the midfield, is better than three central midfielders defensively. That's, I swear. That's the if point. You, yeah. if you, that's the point. So the if, thing is, if 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 Amrabat has, has gotten sent off, yeah, and Casemiro was because our next game is on Wednesday, and Casemiro is not fit for Wednesday. Who would you play as your DM against Newcastle? Um, uh, One, does the Carabao Cup affect the league? Should we, we, we talked about this last season in the group chat. You know, does the Carabao Cup affect the league? No, because, no, Casemiro is injured. He's not suspended. He's injured. Uh, I think he's fit for Wednesday. He's saying if Amrabat gets uh, suspended now, won't he play in the Carabao Yes, he does. He won't. He won't. It's the whole Thank of you. the FA Both FA Cup, okay. Premier League and Carabao Cup. Suspension runs through all competitions. Okay. That, okay. I, I understand. I understand. I, I, can't wait, I can't wait to get started. <laughs> I can't wait to get started on my own side because I have so much to say. Like... I, I wish I, I, I took my time to make a note about I, I, this. Like, I, I, I can't even wait to hear what you put opinion on because me, I, I'm really, really angry. Ask Chinedu. I came to his DM yesterday and I was venting. Like that's why I even invited. The thing him. is, is one thing that we're not considering is the fact that if Tenha continues like this, he's going to sack himself. Thank that you. one is for sure. Thank right? you. He's going to sack himself, and the club, the club. Naturally, they are reluctant to sack Ten Hag now because nobody is considering the fact that Man United, we are broke at the moment. We do not have any money, right? 
That is why we could not afford to even sign Amrabat permanently. There is no money in the club, right? Well, it's... Of, um, they're going to like make his deal permanent by January. Yeah, even even if they did that, even if they do that, right, they must have gotten another loan, right? Or if maybe Radcliffe comes in with his cash in uh, uh, injection, in right, into the club. Mm. Now, basically, my United, our debt have risen to close to 800 million. I had right, 1 billion. Of debt right now. So, things are not looking good, right? And one of the things that I would say is when you go to work, Right, because a football club, like a football team, runs on more than the manager and the players, right? They are sports scientists, analysts, they are trainers, basically. And if those people don't know whether they are going to be in a job in the next month, right, it's going to affect everything. Now, that does not excuse the schoolboy mistakes that Ten Hag has made with this team, right? And it's something that I'm going to go back to the roots, right? In the summer, when he was asked, right, when are we going to, how are we going to play, right? And then he started saying all of that, which was clearly not the style of football that he was employed for. for. You understand? I if he wanted to play like Ole Gunnar, right, would have just kept Soja in the job. You understand? We came to play the way that Ayaz plays. Right, I think every Man United fan, we're not thinking, oh, Ten Hag, he's a mastermind in his head. Right, We're just thinking, Ayaz play very beautiful football. And they started playing that way since, like, I think Ayaz fell off for a bit. And they were brought back to glory under Ten Hag, right? And Ten Hag, he developed a lot of players, the young, the elite, you know, Van de Beek. A lot of players developed under him, basically, to play that kind of football. Right? Even Onana. Right? So, that is why he came into the job. Now, why come into the job and start trying to play like the people that love the job? Oh, I like that. You understand? Now, when when you come in to my United, for example, you have a lot of you get a lot of I don't know credit from the fans basically because you're a new manager. You're going to you're supposed to be revolutionary, right? The fans are going to be patient, right? Now. Up to now, like let's say when Pep came to Man City, he did not start asking what is the Man City way, right? How did Man City coach? How did uh, the coaches of the old, whoever they were that were at Man City before, how did they coach Man City, right? And that's what I'm going to try and do. That's not what he did. He said, you, 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 you either play it or you leave, right? And... In as much as I recognize that maybe the structures are not in place for him to do that because Man United, for some reason, could not even sell McTominay. Like, if somebody mistakenly bids 40 million for McTominay, you should you should add a youth player to McTominay and sell them together. Like, as ASAP. Right? ASAP. So, and one thing that I don't understand is I don't understand why Rashford did not come off in that game. Like, right? I don't understand why Rashford did not come off in that game. There are so many games this season that I do not understand why you do not take Rashford off. I know I'm touching so many points, so I will allow everybody a chance to react, right? Mount, another topic. Mount, when Mount was being bought in the summer, I think Chinedu, we did an episode about it. I don't know if you can remember, but I said that Mount is going to be the sword that Ten Hag will fall on. You understand? It's either he's the person that, you know, proves Ten Hag right, or he's the person that is going to, he's going to, like, find Ten Hag out, right? So, from what I was even here, I did not know that Mount played on that Ten Hag in Vitesse. I did not know that. Apparently, he did. Now, why would you spend 55 million of the money that you do not have, right, buying a player that you do not need? Like, we are having to play Johnny Evans in in defense, right? We had to give him a contract, basically, yeah. to come and play in defense for us, right? That, that's five million. When we had to sign, when we had, Robert. we had 55 million to spend, right? There was Todibo on the market, 
there are a lot of players. We are even linked to Pavard, right? Initially, said earlier, Kiminje, right? The Kiminje deal was great, basically. Kiminje wanted to come to Man United, right? And we bottled it. We basically bottled that deal also. Why? We wanted Mount even before the transfer window opened. Now, in the most important game of the season, right? Because if you get transfer 80 hard, it's 80 hard. You get understandable. You understand? The most important game of the season is the Man United versus Man City at Old Trafford. OT. Right? You are not playing your 55 million signing. How? How do you justify that purchase? Because Mount has been fit for weeks. It's not like he just recovered. You understand? He was an unused substitute for how many games now? And then he starts from the bench. Now, a player that I don't know that why he is not getting minutes because to an extent he has been our best midfielder this season is Hannibal Mendy. Right? They say youth, 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 youth. But that boy, the game that we had against Crystal Palace, Medley played in that game. That is all the good games that all the good performances that Man United have had, right? Medley has that, that, that boy has been very, very important in every good game. He's like, now, he shows grit. He shows grit. He shows through so I don't know why he does not play, right? And McTominay plays. Now, another thing that I cannot understand is why we would put up that kind of performance, number one, because to me, even if I play, let's say, 11 Johnny Evans, right? This is Old Trafford and it's a derby. You have no excuse for that performance. I'm not even talking about the scoreline, though. You understand? Because I feel like there's this thing that City does with us sometimes that when they know they, they've beaten us well and we're not going to do anything, they start using the game to train. Yes. Sterling need to do a matter. I think 2019. I cannot forget that day. Sterling will crumble. I'm not, I'm not even I'm not even talking about the scoreline, right? It was just the performance. This is not how this is not how I grew up watching my United. Like Come on. this is not this even if we had to play eleven Johnny Evans, right? There is no excuse for that performance. And why I'm saying this thing is that I don't understand how... I don't know who influenced Ten Hag to start thinking that McTominay is a good player for any reason. Right? Somebody, somebody you wanted to tell during the summer, all of a sudden... That, is goal, that goal, I think, was it the third goal? Right? I saw it coming. The ball is coming to Rodri at the edge of the box and McTominay and is walking. Yeah, but watching. He was not ball watching. He was walking. Walking. Like, that was That was You are in the pivot, right? You are in the pivot. Your job, even if it's Bernardo Silva in front of the box, right? What you do is, you try to block the goal. You understand? You try to block the goal. Now, McTominay did not do that. He was not even interested. He was walking around in a derby at Old Trafford, right? The first derby since Sabobi died, right? And so if Ferguson came to that game, right, this is what he would have seen. Oh, he didn't come. Right? I, didn't, I didn't notice actually. He did not come. I, I think he's still mourning his wife. Uh, right. Sure. He did not sure. come. Imagine if he came to that game, right? I'm, and I'm... that is the performance that we had at Old Trafford against Manchester City. It is just disgracing. It's see. I'm not in hang out though because I we number one we cannot afford it. I don't know who is going to be better. We've had all kinds of managers. We've had the pragmatic ones, we've had the tactical ones, and they've all brought their players with them, right? And we are still where we are at the moment. You understand? So I, I cannot say it's it's to bring in another manager, but he has to acknowledge that he has been wrong this season, right? He has been wrong to play Rashford all these games, right? Man United is not Rashford FC. You understand? Man United is not McTominay FC. Man United is not Bruno Fernandes FC. Man United is not Maguire FC. You understand? If you are going to do a starting eleven, because you are the one that sees these players on the training ground, I, I wonder what McTominay will show Ten Hag in the training ground that even makes him play in the first team. I'm not even talking about starting games, though. Playing in the first team. I don't know. 
right? Now, he needs to go back, take a look at himself, right? We did not employ you here to play like Mourinho or Soja, right? Because that is not why you're here. You're here to bring a new brand of football. So he has to go back to those basics. That's number one. And number two is that these players, they don't need a hand over their shoulder, right? These players have sacked many managers. You understand? You cannot be on those kind of wages, right? Playing for the biggest club in England. You understand? And you cannot be asked. You need to be motivated. That is very, very bad. Those players, I don't know. We need we need changes. We need we need changes and we need changes fast. Right? We need changes and we need changes fast. There has to be people up there, right? Saying, Yes, this player, you know, it's fine to say he will never play for the club again. And he goes away. When Pep came to City, Eatori was affected, right? A lot of very good city players were affected, but you know, City had a vision of where they wanted to go and they back to the manager. And the manager was bold enough to say, this is what I want, right? And I'm not going to compromise. Because at the end of the day, they will throw him under the bus. He better um, make those decisions fast. Uh, uh, Thank you very much. Um, uh, Chinedu, please wait. Pressure, sir. I, I like what you said, but the last thing you said now, uh, under, under the Glazers, uh, ETH cannot make this kind of statement. Because Pep, Spent, I don't know, but he spent a huge sum of money before the Centurions. Yeah, he spent a huge lot of money, which Man United cannot afford. Now, when they had came new, but we spent a lot of money, haven't we? Yeah, I know, but we've not spent it the right way. We spent 100 million on the that's the problem. Now, how do you spend spend, we spent 100 million on on a fidget spinner, we could have gotten 40 million earlier. How can you spend money on a a winger that cannot take on? Defenders. See Anthony Dio. To take on defenders. Anthony used, used to look so much better to, than this. In the era Divisa. Since he came to the Premier League, Anthony, I don't think he, he also he, played in the Champions League. And he played and, in the Champions League and he and played he, well. He, from, from, from his first game for Man United, forget his scored against Arsenal. He doesn't dribble. Because was he it? was never supposed to be a hundred million player on two hundred K a week. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the truth. Right. And, so I, price then, tag puts a lot of weight. On players' shoulders, right? Especially players that have not gotten to that level. Anthony has not done anything as a footballer to be earning 200k a week, right? Mm-hmm. You need to know what you've done to be seeing 200k a week, right? How can you come from 20k? His salary at Ayers was 20k. It was to 200k. Times 10. I wonder right? who's, who's giving them this without deal? having achieved anything. Who's giving? Them? Nobody pays those salaries. There is no club in England that pays those kind of ridiculous salaries. We have the biggest wage bill and the poorest squad. You can mention and, at and, least five teams and in the Premier League that, has that have a better squad than Man United. And that's why it's hard to sell players because because we had it's not hard to sell players. We had 40 million offer for McTominay. We did not let him go. Because we want more. We feel it's what you we want more. <laughs> we feel it's what... not ridiculous. Yeah, please say something. <laughs> because um, we feel he has um, a great British, a great Britain passport, so he's worth fifty million. He gets. Uh, we anyway, bought Mount. Uh, Definitely, we can sell McTominay. We bought okay. Mount. We have a new English player in the squad. Definitely, you can sell McTominay. Forty million for McTominay. That is a steal. Like, uh, there's nothing I wanted to say since. When ETH came new, he said he um, this transition from the academy to the first team. Like he the made... transition was not when he came new; it was in this summer. Yeah, he, he said not, he did not tell us transition football. No, no, he... it's not about transition football. It's about... There's I don't know okay, the English okay, okay, team. Okay. Um, he said he would make. Uh-huh. Movement from the academy to the first team, the route of movement very easy. Like someone can from the academy can come into the first team very easily. Like that's the United way, and that's the Ten Hag way. No, no, no. Uh, what, 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 what Ten Hag said was that he was going to. Now I, I just have to go back to style of play because 
Ten Hag wanted to, like at Ajax, imbibe in the academy the way the first team plays. So that when an academy player is called up to fill in someone's spot in the first team, he already knows what to do. That was what Ten Hag said. Yeah, and... something like that. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, Ten Hag has not... Well, Pelistri has been an unused sub for five games now. Pelistri has been very poor. It doesn't matter. Pelistri is not even top, but I'm just saying that... Uh, Ashford has been poor, but has been starting. Um, yeah, Rashford is a senior player. You get. I understand it, the fact that giving that opportunity, you does, get. But doesn't even matter. if, even when if you player, start, when, him, a player, when a player loses form, what do you do? You drop him. If you keep playing him, that loss of form continues. You see, drop him. See, not, I'm saying. I'm saying that effort. even if he starts Rashford, you get. Like it's good for him to get minutes because we all know how good Rashford can be, right? He was very good for us last season. He was our best player last season. Right, so he was at some point like the most informed player in the world, like yeah. in, in Europe. Sorry, I'm surprised. Right? I'm surprised so, he's not in Paris tonight, actually. Sha. So, we move. so, the thing is, the thing is, it's it's good to start him some games, right? Try to get his confidence back, right? But if he's not having a good game, you sub him off, right? Postico Blue subs son off. Right, 60 minutes, you're not having a very good game, you come off. And Son has been good this season. The next game, he tries to do better because he doesn't want to come off. Right now, um, even Liverpool, they do it with Salah sometimes. Right, Salah is not having a good game, Salah comes off. Right, so the best teams in the league, even Man City, right. Grealish, Grealish has been chopping bench. He has been eating bench since. And, and he, and like he came up and he down to kick uh-huh. So, now, I did not even talk about the Varane thing. There is nothing that you can tell me to justify. Tactically, non-tactically, if Varane was not injured, he should have played that game. There is nothing Varane you can tell me. should have started though, that game. Right? Because currently, Varane is our best fit defender. Our best fit defender. Right? And not just that, he had a good game in our last game. He had a very, a very good game. Very good game. In our last game. So I don't I cannot I cannot justify keeping him out of that game. Right? And then because Manchester, for example, is a derby. Do you see them benching Ruben Diaz? Right? Ruben Diaz is their best defender. It's not about playing out. For that understand? Ruben. It's about raw defending. Let's say maybe John Evans did not have a very bad, he not have a bad game, but he was cut out of position, right? Because why is Haaland free in the box? That was that was actually Haaland. Haaland, Haaland, Haaland cut from Lindelof's wing. That chance came but to us. So if it and was Regulion that I was there, now you would mention, leave Regulion for. I just have to for, mention for, that while we're talking about um, dropping players, Lindelof should not be playing any game this season for the foreseeable future. Because he has been through the through the goal against what, what was that game we lost where the goal yeah against Crystal Palace where um Joachim Anderson scored a very um spectacular goal. If if Lindelof had stayed on his man, that goal does not happen. If Lindelof had stayed on Haaland yesterday, that header does not happen. There have been True. a lot of times. I think there was also time that Lindelof was bullied off the ball. And what I'm talking about, I, I feel like Ten Hag is playing. I really don't know what to say, yeah. Because, like, I think I've talked to pressure, and I said that we agreed that Ten Hag should not be recruiting players. Now, you sign Sergio Regulion, who has a history of injury, to replace two injured players. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, two long-term injured players, or long-term. And then, you do that. I, I have cried about Mount a lot. There is no reason. Like, there is no logical reason why you should be signing Mason Mount. And for that money, I mean, you're going to say, Graven Bet is a good progressor of the ball. Graven Bet receives the ball very well. Graven Bet can do everything Mason Mount can do and progress the ball that Mount cannot do. Why? Why didn't you sign that guy? Like that guy is cooking for Liverpool and it's very painful to watch. It's not even about what he's doing for Liverpool. It's we about that profile. Yeah, it's about the profile. We did not need a Mount type of midfielder because we already have. Because we already have. We already have a Bruno Fernandes. Mount can play in midfield. Yeah, you get. You know, 
That's what they were trying to sell to us. When last did Messi Mount play in midfield? He's been playing as a second striker, be a winger for Chelsea. Can't you remember the last time he played? That's not even. I'm, I'm, I think I think you guys have, and I I I think we should just go to the ballon d'or thing. But I'll just say this. Um, I think the solution, like you said, Ten Hag, Ten Hag should really go back to the basics. Ten Hag, I I read that his quote today that he said he'll never play the way um, Ajax played because. Then why 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 did we sign this? Why did we sign this? Because why did we sign Ten Hag if he's not going to play the Ajax? Yeah, because he does not have the players to play the way Ajax played. But Ten Hag signed Casemiro. Now I'm 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 talking about yeah they are. Their profiles to the way Ajax play plays here. Yeah. Um, Anthony, as much as we want to criticize him, is not worth hundred million. But um, Anthony was was important for Ajax under Ten Hag. Anthony, just like Grealish, has really good ball retention, and you need players who can hold on to the ball if you want to hold on to the ball if you want to have possession. Yeah. Um. So, Anthony, um, Lisandro Martinez has been a very very big miss. Um. Andre Onana, good profiles for the way Ten Hag wants to play. Joe Godalo, yes, but there's a problem. There's no consistency. Are you? you... Yeah, it's, it's, it's official. Did Bellingham has won the Copa Trophy? Yeah, he was always going to. Yeah. But we will we will we will we, we'll look at all of those things and then update everyone. But yeah, you and and Casemiro, you signed Casemiro for. 17 million. 17 million. Casemiro is on a four-year contract. He he has he has three years on his contract. Like this is the second year of his contract. He's on a four-year contract. And Casemiro, all respect to him, is not the profile of DM for a possession-based team. He's more, more of a destroyer. Yes, there is a lot of inconsistency. Rashford is not even a winger of a possession-based team. As much true, as hate true. Say it, Rashford is Rashford is Rashford is an inside forward. Yeah, and Ten Hag never played inside forwards, so I don't even understand. And I feel like now I'm I'm, I'm going to come to the point where, um, where you say um, Ten Hag is playing McTominay and Rashford. I think Ten Hag plays those players because he wants to get goals by whatever means necessary and win games. We've seen our last three games, the, the games we won, we had to struggle to win those games. And Ten Hag is playing the players that have the biggest tendency to score goals. That's what's happening. And it's happening at the expense of our entire gameplay. That's one. So Rashford, Rashford's replacement has never been good. Canacho has really missed some very important chances this season. But that's now yes. that's yeah. another thing. And then finally, I, I think like you rightly said, um, someone should come in and get get work of responsibility. Yeah. He's doing too. Ten Hag. You don't you don't you don't for a, for a coach. You send the players players for a club. I keep saying yeah. this thing. Ten Hag Ten Hag should have every the only thing Ten Hag should have on time is Yeah. You tell the how how this should work is that you tell the your DOF what you want what you want how you want to play and there should be data analysts within the club that work with the um, footballing department that should know the players you want for your system. For example, there is Brighton and Hoover Albion, who now, <laughs> Brighton, by the way, have not played long balls for a very long time. Like, long balls, I mean from Vicario to the midfield or wherever, they've not played for a very long time. Like, they start playing out from the back. You have a player from the back. You have a midfield. You have Karu Mitoma, who knows how to hold on to the ball? Now, and I, I don't even understand because when you say transition, I am a fan of um, um, assurance. Yeah, for example, with the, with the way Pep plays, yeah, you know that if Pep plays hundred games with that pattern, he's going to win eighty games. Yeah, if you play transition football, no matter who the team you're playing against is, it's fifty-fifty because everybody wants to have a go at each other. So why on earth would the manager think that he wants he can play transition football at a club like Manchester United? Um, days, and... If you have to choose between Pep's football and Klopp's transition football, because Klopp plays transition too, Klopp kind of plays transition. I'm football. going to choose. I'm going to choose Pep over anybody in this world, including Ferguson. Guy, I I enjoy Klopp's football more than Pep. Shah. a personal opinion. Shah. No, it's, it's not it's, about it's, enjoyment. It's, it's not about enjoyment. It's, not about, it's enjoyment. about what will give you results. Yeah, uh, it still gives results. It still gives results. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, 
It's not about playing transition football, but how we play it. Right? We don't play our transition football because transition, let's say Brighton, for example, right? Brighton have, I think they've averaged um, the second most possession only after City for the past, I think, two seasons now, since last season and this season, right? And Brighton play transition football. You know that Brighton play transition football, right? When when they get the ball, they try to move it in between the lines as quick as possible, right? Mm-hmm. That's, the that's kind of what, that's that what transition play. should be. Not that now, you don't ball every time. You yes, play. it is not. What Man United are playing is called long ball, right? That is what we are playing right now. It is not transition football because even in transition football, you need your opponents to open space in between the lines, right? Even Tottenham, you know Tottenham play transition football. Yes, they do. They are playing transition football. So it is not, this is not transition football. And it's very risky for a manager because Ayers, we are not a transition-based team, right? It's very difficult for a manager to come to a club as big as United and then start trying to implement something that he has never played before. You understand? When Klopp was coming to Liverpool with the Gagan press and everything, he was already playing it at Dortmund, right? Before uh, Mourinho came to pack the balls at Chelsea, he was already doing it at Porto. You understand? Before Guardiola came to play this way at City, he was already doing it at Barca. He was doing it at Bayern also, right? So you don't come and use a big team like Man United to start honing your coaching skills because obviously, right, because he did not bring new staff. Do you understand? It was the same staff from Ayers that were playing possession-based football that he brought to Manchester United to come and play, to come and coach transition-based football, right? And that's not how it works, right? It's just like um, um, you sign Diego Simeone from Atletico Madrid to Man United and you start telling him to coach Tiki Taka. You understand? It is ridiculous, it's just ridiculous. If you're signing Diego Simeon now, do you sign him for Tiki Taka? You understand? It doesn't make any sense. And it, it is showing because the players don't, they don't look like they know what they are doing. You understand? They don't look like they know what we are, they, they, they are doing. Right? Because if you see them, one, one statistic that Ten Hag has been leaning on is that we've been winning the balls most in the opposition half. Right? But that is just one part of transition-based and, and, and the funny thing is that yeah, you you're winning the ball because you're losing it. Yes. Yeah. Because if you hold this, on, is, this is basically what we do. We lump the ball up the field and then try to squeeze the opponent and get the second ball, right? Which is which is which is clear. Now, this is what let me just do a little bit of tactical analysis, right? Transition-based football at the essence of it, which I'm sure Ten Hag knows, right? It's just very difficult to implement. It's playing through the lines. You understand? You play through the lines. So what you need is angles, straight lines, in between the lines. And for you to get those straight lines, you need to be pressed, right? So what the defenders do in a transition-based um, 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 formation is they put their foot on the ball, attract pressure, and play between the lines. And once... And most times, they play straight to the feet of the striker. You mm-hmm. understand? The striker receives the ball and then lays it off to a midfielder and the transition begins. Right? So, in that in that one move, you've eliminated, like, at least two lines of pressure, basically. And you will have your striker running against the defender. I don't know if you've seen when Man United plays, as if the opponent, their defense are so organized. Right? Everybody is there. Right? And why are they still there? Because they know that you are not going to pass through the line. You are going to play it front. And they will just stay back there. And you will see people like Holland. They don't get any 1v1 to run against anybody. Right? You see Rashford. He's not running against everybody. He's running at the whole back line. And I think it's been like three years since we saw Rashford dribble again. Like, it's been so long. Right? So, it is... I feel like, to an extent, even though like the the structures have not been in place there for him, right? I feel like he's playing a losing game. What he's doing right now is a losing game, right? Because I think he has even abandoned transition. Because if you check, we are not even trying to transition again. We are just trying to 
score and pack bus. They are trying to basically score and pack the bus. That's what we're trying, right? So if he continues this way, one thing will happen, and we all know it. He will be sacked. They will throw him under the bus. That's one thing that I'm sure that will happen. And they will do it. And it's so shocking because we went from a manager that made us believe last season. You get, he turned things around. And then this season, we are thinking, okay, like maybe we'll start playing Ten Hag ball, like at least a little bit, right? And it, it just hasn't kicked on from there. You understand? And he had this summer. You get, this summer was his summer. That is why, uh, to an extent, I'm holding him responsible a bit, right? Because this summer was his summer. Right, you know what you are missing. You have money, limited budget. You understand? And Mount is what you decided to use that money and go and buy. You better make him work. Okay. Because anyway, I was even asking, are you going to play him in Bruno Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez position? Bruno Fernandez is one of the players in the Premier League that he's not going to get injured. He's always available. He's unlike Davido. He's always available. Right, he's always going to be available, and if you're not going to play Mount there, where did you plan to play him? Are you going to bench your hundred million uh, winger to play him, or is it your golden boy Rashford? Abi, we spent fifty-five million pounds for a bench player. You understand? It doesn't make any sense. Like there is no part of it. It did not make sense in the summer. It's not making sense now either. Okay. Right. I think we should just stop talking about United. Um, now, I'll just read um, the Ballon d'Or rankings from number 30 to number 11 in ascending order. So, at 30th, Ruben Diaz is ranked as the 30th best player awarded by the Ballon d'Or. Um, 29th, well, actually 28th, 28th, Colomani and um, Martin Odegaard. <laughs> Colomani is higher than Ruben Diaz. That <laughs> is just a joke. Just a joke. At 27th is Nico Barella, 26th Jamal Musiala, um, Jescovadiol at 25, Bukayo Saka at 24, Andre Onana 23, Minjay 22, 21 um, Antoine Griezmann, which is very funny because France got to the finals, Griezmann had a good World Cup and he's 21st. And Lionel Messi is winning the Ballon d'Or off the fact that he won the World Cup. Anyway, 20th is Lotharo Martinez. Who was very poor during the World Cup? There is no reason Martinez should be here. He was good in the Serie A. He was very good. I know. I'm just saying, yeah, if you want to use, because Emiliano Martinez is 15th. Martinez is not a top goalkeeper in the Premier League. Yeah. But yeah. let's keep going. 19th is Hurricane. We, Hurricane had. He's 19th. Oh my God. <laughs> 18th is Jude Bellingham. What 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 did Bellingham do for us? I I, mean, I know he did stuff for us, but come on, Abu Harik. He had eight goals last season. Abu Only Harry. eight goals. Anyway, um, <laughs> seventeen. Hurricane is... carried Tottenham on, on his, his back. back, basically. Seventeenth is um, Vicha Vak Vak ahead of Hurricane. <laughs> <Vak. laughs> Oh my god. Sixteenth ah, is Kari Benzema, fifteenth is Emiliano Martinez, fourteenth is El Kegundogan. You, you've never seen anything. Thirteenth is wait, Chino, Chino, please wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. I, I had to say something now. Wait. Bellingham is over Hurricane. Yes. Bellingham is over, over Hurricane. Hurricane. Why? Why? How? <laughs> Hurricane had Benzema is ever. over Hurricane. Benzema is over Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't die. Jesus. <laughs> anyways, anyways, all these awards, yeah. If I speak, I'm in trouble. All these awards, they look face to give these awards. And it's not, look face. I think, I think it's it's a matter of who has the most PR. Yeah, Hurricane has not. Kivaraskelia, Kivaraskelia is ahead of Hurricane. Yeah, Hurricane has non-existent PR. Yeah, so it's I think it's a battle of who is most popular because the awards are are are, um, are by votes. Yeah, this award is by votes, but that's why who voted? Who is is it players or fans? Who voted? Journalists, um, club presidents, captains, all of that stuff. But yeah, um, thirteenth is Bonono, twelfth is um Robert Lewandowski, eleventh is Salah. Now this is this is where it gets funny. Tenth is Luka Modric. 
<laughs> Why? <laughs> what Modric doing there? <laughs> Guy, these awards are funny. Modric ahead of Gondogan. Where did they put? Did Tony Cruz even appear on the list? Nope. <laughs> Modric ahead of Mosala. For real. Modric. Modric. Oh my God. Then ninth is Bernardo Silva. Mm-hmm. Eight is Victor Simon. Wow, uh, my boy, I'm so happy. I think he's the highest Nigerian ever, right? He's the only Nigerian on this list. Yes, highest Nigerian ever. Yeah, uh, uh, I think he, I, I think he should have made that big move this summer. I don't know why he stayed back at that point. I think if Osimhen is eight, Hurricane should be ninth. Hurricane should be above Osimhen. Uh, you know, say, you know, Osimhen, Osimhen won the league with Napoli. He won the golden boot and the league with Napoli. He won the league with Napoli. And, and he was, I think he was the league MVP. Yeah, he won the Capo Canere. He won the golden boot. So, you understand? That's the only reason, mm. right? But generally, like, I, I don't even know. Like, these things should not... I don't even feel like this thing should be a matter of what you won and what you did not win. Like, no. if I was to say... Oh, Just wait. Just continue, wait continue. You. You've never seen anything yourself. Vinicius Junior is sixth on this list. Why? Who is seventh? Okay. Uh, Vinicius had an amazing season, personally. Who is seventh? This, this is where I'm coming from. Um, seventh is Alvarez. Uh, <laughs> Alvarez should be top five. Alvarez, based on what? Alvarez won the treble at the World Cup. Even though, like, don't you people see how ridiculous what, this is? What, what impact did Alvarez have on the treble? Or the Premier League award. Um, Alvarez had double figures in the Prem. Right? I know. Yes. Now, I think what impact... Okay. No, I think he was... I think he was the second striker. He's above Victor's. Yeah. And Hurricane. Are you people uh, kidding me? Uh, the only reason I can... I can... The only reason I can, I can tell you he's able to do is because of the World Cup. But you are putting someone who was a World Cup finalist. Griezmann. Okay, why is Griezmann 21st? Griezmann had a better World Cup than Alvarez. What did he do in club football? Did he win any trophy with Atletico Madrid? Did he play with Atletico Madrid? Is he about trophies? Do you know who was in my... Copama won those trebles. Copama. Put Copama on the list. Copama uh, did not have the same impact as Alvarez. If you have been honest here. Yeah. That's true. But what I'm saying is, now, when, when Modric won, won the World Cup in 2018, it was the most ridiculous thing I've seen in my life. What of, Go, what of Gondogan? What of Gondogan? So, if you're going to say, do you understand? Gondogan, uh, Gondogan... If you're if, if, if going to sound like this, that means Messi does not deserve to on the other, the way people are sounding. No. Me, Messi has... Messi, Messi does have his trunkies for Ballon d'Or, yeah. But I actually think, yeah, Haaland should have won it. I, I really think Haaland should have won it. Uh, this you can just send me your uh, your number. I'll go some for you. You, you have said send the truth. You said no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. the truth. I'm not. I'm not. Relax now. I don't have. I don't have an issue with. I actually want to see someone surpass Messi's legacy. Do you understand? And I think I think um these awards should. I I think these awards should have. Um, automations that award players points for, spe- for specific reasons. Do you understand? Because if you're going to say, my voice is echoing. Okay. Okay. Who is echoing your voice? I don't know. If I think it's fine now. Say that. If you say if you say a player a player should um should win the ballon because they've won the World Cup yeah and now I think that it's because of sentiment that, that people for example um I like Messi Messi for me has satisfied everything even if even even if I think Haaland deserves it yeah I will vote for Messi if 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 I if, if I was voting do you understand no, no, see, uh, do you know what you do know what upsets me the most is inconsistency. You understand? 
if you are putting Alvarez in that list, then Griezmann should be ahead of him. You understand? I'm very sure that Griezmann also hit double figures, right? And he had a good World Cup, right? And then if you're saying, okay, what about what you did for your club, right? Then there are also other people that should be in that that should be in that contention. You understand? Alvarez was not Alvarez was if you check top five important players for Man City yeah. last season. Alvarez Gundogan, was not there. Gundogan had a bigger impact for City than Alvarez. Not not even let's not even go to Gundogan. John Stones. John Stones had a bigger impact for Man City than Alvarez. De Bruyne, bigger impact than Alvarez. Haaland, bigger impact than Alvarez. You could even argue even maybe Ruben Diaz, Gondogan, Rodri, Rodri, right? Bigger impact. Than where, Alvarez. Where did they place Rodri? Where did yeah, they place Rodri? He's in top five. He's in top five. He's Messi, Mbappe, Haaland, uh, Rodri, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the top five. Then, um, like, you um, get, like, we should be able to see this list. Yeah. And say we should be able to see this list. This is what I'm saying, right? We should be able to see this list and say, yes, these players they are the elite of the elite. You understand? Julian Alvarez is not elite. He is not an elite footballer. Even if they wake you up in the dream, give you Julian Alvarez and Kane based on even form, right? You can never pick Julian Alvarez. You understand? And that is just the simple eye test. If you want to win under world, if, with Messi as he is now, you can pick Messi. He can do it for you. But Alvarez in a million years, Alvarez does not even have that ceiling. He's not even going to go that far. He does not look like that player at all. Right? This is just... Oh, no, oh, no. I, I disagree. I disagree. Alvarez is a fantastic player. Bro, he is not. Alvarez, he is not. Alvarez is a fantastic player. Jesus Christ. Like... He is not. He is not dominant in anything. <laughs> He's what not. Of, he's of, not going to. What? I don't think uh, Alvarez. Alvarez. Alvarez is a good player. Alvarez knows how to do a few things and do them very well. Alvarez knows thank how to you. run into space. Alvarez. Now this is a. Uh, we're talking about all rounders. All rounders. Yeah. Alvarez. 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 The complete forward. Alvarez is that. Alvarez. Um, he's not dominant. Alvarez, uh, Otto. Alvarez will not give you Haaland numbers. You get uh, for example, but Alvarez, he will I'm, never I'm, be able you know, to do it. Do you know, you know Alvarez suits the so-called Pep style of play than Haaland? Now let, let, let me tell, let me tell you what I noticed yesterday. You know that's what you thought. Now that Pep. your Pep style of play did not give him trouble since there is Pep. difference. Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I'm trying watching. I'm trying to watching. Let me give let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Right. Even if PSG is playing all the rubbish that PSG normally plays, right? You cannot sleep on Mbappe, right? You cannot just sleep on Mbappe. Ask Argentina. Argentina in the final, right? You see what Mbappe did. That is a difference maker. Like, that is a player that naturally has a very high ceiling because of the things, the ridiculous things, not just the things that they can do. They can do absolutely ridiculous things. Their team might be having a very, very poor game. You get? And these players eh, can basically, they can turn games around on their own. Normally. Right? And it's not, it's, not, it's not something about reading of game. You get? Because that's the difference between a player like Gondogan and a player like De Bruyne. You get? De Bruyne has that. He has that X factor. Right? Even if the game is going against Man City now. De Bruyne is a magician. Haaland is he is he is different. You get he is different. He can score from anything. He can create. He can win games. It's just like let's say uh, uh, there are so many good players, right? That played. You can have maybe somebody. You can even say somebody like maybe Lewandowski, right? And the difference between Lewandowski, who was a very good forward, and maybe somebody like Ronaldo. You get Lewandowski is very good though. You get. But there was a period where if you hang the ball for Ronaldo in the box, it's over. He will score. Yes. It's over. They are, okay, there are players like the court. He scored a lot of goals. Right? Like, you get... Alvarez is good, though. Nobody is saying that but, Alvarez is not good. But, but, Alvarez is but, very but, clinical. But he yes. does not have that skill. He's not the top Alvarez, player. Eh. Alvarez, Alvarez, I think, yeah, Alvarez has... Has a few things that are not so perfect, and I will explain. 
Alvarez is clinical. Alvarez knows how to finish here. Alvarez knows how to get into space. Alvarez, um, what else? That's about it. Now, Haaland knows. You, you can you can abuse Haaland all you want. Haaland knows how to score. And Haaland can score 10 goals. That, that, guy, that, guy is, that guy is a perfect butcher. Do you understand? Like, if you, if you, if you are a footballer who is not an all-rounder and you are good in one team, and that one thing you are good in makes you the best player in the world. There is nobody that should be chatting to you. That's, that's why I use Ronaldo, for example. There was a period where if you hang the ball in the box for Ronaldo, but, right, but it's over. But, but, it's just why, over. Why is... why is, I, I don't know, but... Ronaldo, the way he just started um, snobbing these awards, like, even if you know he's not going to win, like, come in there... What's he going to come and do to shine things? Uh, he was competitive well. now. He's competitive. What is he coming to come and do? To shine it, collect thanks for coming. <laughs> I know, but, but at least uh, he's the highest uh, goal scorer in the history of the game. Uh, you think you think that uh, he, he, Messi, he, he, if Messi was not yeah. going to win this award, do you think he will come? Uh, he, should come. he should come. He should come because he's in the top three. <laughs> even to, even to I think the, the last ball. Oh, what the came for was 217. He didn't See, come to He didn't come to 19. He didn't come to 21. You people really think that there's a difference between these two people. You get to stay at the top for that long. You get you are a totally different human being. You understand? If Messi was not going to win this alone door, you will not see him at that ceremony. I promise you. No. I think I think even uh, even if even even Mbappe uh, if Mbappe was not on the podium, he would have not come for the Ballon d'Or. He yeah. wouldn't have come. What's Mbappe, he coming to come and What's he coming Mbappe, to do? Mbappe, <laughs> Mbappe is the only player that actually reminds me a little bit of Ronaldo. Like, he's got that aura. See, I told you, I told you this thing one time. I told you that I hate heroes. I hate people that are like, this scent in everybody's story. That's why I like Ronaldo. I like the fact that he's, an, he's a villain. We see him as proud. I like that. If you're good, if you're good. Mbappe good. is wasting years. Oh. Mbappe oh, is going oh, to 25. Oh. If you are good and you have the talent, be proud. I swear. If, if Mbappe was I, a Man City, he would probably no. have a treble now. Do you know if do you know if it's Mbappe that won this treble, he'll win the Ballon d'Or. Haaland does not have the PR. So sadly, sadly. Ah, France football Ballon d'Or. Mbappe will ah. win it now. Is there why you're telling me again? What he would tell you that has this numbers and the trophies? He's winning it. Bro, he's see, eh, even if, even if, eh, even if, even if, even if he did not win the treble, if Mbappe had won the World Cup and no other trophy, he would have won the Ballon d'Or. Even if, eh, yeah, but he has the World Cup and he doesn't have the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> um, um, two, 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 Ballon d'Or is the most fucked up Ballon d'Or in history. No, no, I don't even understand. Till now, I ask myself, how does Modric have a Ballon d'Or? Like how? Like, like See, that was Modric just having, that, that, having that, that Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or was just slide yeah. without that. Modric having a Ballon d'Or, right, is very disrespectful to people like Javi and Iniesta, because I swear. these people. Because, because they because won everything. They won was, the World Cup. Even. was supposed to be two times was supposed to be Xavi or Iniesta to win that ballot. Schneider. This is an this is like is a slight on the face of people like Schneider. That Modric has a Ballon d'Or. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. What a, what and, what a, what has happened has happened. Um, like in the next maybe like five minutes now they'll announce uh, you know Messi as the. <laughs> But, but, I think, but, I think but, we should go. I think we've we've done uh um now uh, yeah, I was just Vinicius Jr. is sixth on the Ballon d'Or ranking, so that's that's the top 30 of the Ballon d'Or. And um that's also our podcast for Tuesday. This episode will be published tomorrow. So thank you for listening. Bye bye. Thank you, thank you, Ivy. Thank, thank you very much. much. Thank you, Precious. Thank you, Chinedu. I-, I hope to be invited next time. Thank you very much. No problem. <laughs> oh, my God. I hear you.